<laughs> Just for an hour, AJ. Just for an I, hour. I hit record. I hit record and Tom disappears. That's what the, the heck? What that, is that, this? That's Jake's passive aggressive warning is, okay guys, we're gonna go live now. And Tom's like, I'm out, see ya. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I love it. Hey, we're back. Boots around the fire, and we got got the boys in house. Um, we got Clint coming in this week. Uh, we are now live over at the uh, the First from Outdoors Facebook group. Welcome everyone. Uh, if you're in the group, definitely um, go in, drop in the the comments of the Facebook group where where we're coming from. Um, you know, even even questions that you guys might have uh, throughout the entire podcast itself. Um, just so we're able to go through and answer them. Today we're actually going to get into, we have kind of a topic we're going to be tackling into, and that's going to be really dream hunts, dream hunts that we ultimately have. Um, reason, even bringing, uh, bringing our man Clint in here. Clint has, has done a good job when it comes into like the, the financial backside of things. He also likes to be able to go through and help individuals with like different financial planning and things of that nature. And I thought it was just a cool piece to be able to tie things together, being that um, this dude went through and crushed the November knockdown challenge, uh, went through and, and won that piece. He's going to be, he earned his trip, uh, earned, earned the ability to come out and compete for the title, which is funny because last year he went through and just scraped it by and then came out to, to dominate it this year. So definitely came through with a, a chip on the shoulder. Um, <laughs> But outside of the competitive side of things and the phenomenal facial hair, the ability to go through and uh, do, um, you know, do the financial piece and diving into our, you know, I just, I think about dream hunts. We all have them. And I think there's a good topic going into where it's like Clint's very financially, financially responsible when it comes into planning out hunts and doing different things in that case. And you have individuals like, you know, maybe AJ and myself, where we're maybe not as financially responsible in going through and ultimately making these different hunts happen. Uh, and we just, we keep them away from our wives. Jake, Jake and I pre-talked about this episode and we already knew that the uh, significant others were definitely not allowed to listen in on this episode. You know, it's talking. Yeah. You know. Tina's definitely in this Facebook group. She likes to jump in live. So she's probably looking all sorts of forward to this one. Oh, you're screwed um, from yeah, the I know, I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was a great deal. Just practice those words, honey. It, it was a great deal. It was. It really was. It, it was on is. sale. That's all you have to explain to him, right? It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the checkbook? Yeah. <laughs> We're ready to go. Oh man, nah. Dude, um, Clint, I know, I mean, we've, we've been doing this, we're do, going to do this podcast, we weren't able to do it last week, um, just because at ATA in town, and just a good handful of individuals, a bunch of us being at that show, and it was just going to be kind of a cluster overall, but uh, Clint, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of give us a background, and then we'll, we'll dive into things. Yeah, so Clint Kingston, um, as Jake mentioned, my, my biggest piece of being, being part of the First Form Outdoors is the November Knockdown Challenge, so last year was the first year that that you guys kicked it off and it was just kind of uh, spiked my interest obviously it's two things that i'm very passionate about both fitness and archery so uh, my wife actually brought it to my attention she got the email was like read it to me it's like holy shit it sounds like this is a perfect fit it's like they they created this challenge for me so 
that's how I took it. And it's like, I dove right in, like you mentioned, um, last year was a grind, dude. I, I gave it everything I had. You guys were witness to it. Uh, first week, I think I placed top 10. The next two, two weeks, I took second place. So I barely missed that, that earned spot to go to the finals. And then the fourth week, which was the last week, uh, I tied for first, believe it or not. So, so I barely qualified to make it to the finals. Um, yeah, and I earned that trip to St. Louis, Missouri, to headquarters where I was had the opportunity to meet all of you guys that are on this podcast, and and it really just inspired me to to dive in, go all in with First Form Outdoors, and and blessed to be here, man. I couldn't ask for a better crew to to be here with, and it's it's been a journey ever since. So yeah, that's dude. my background with with One PL. Yeah, 100%. Well, dude, tell us, t- give us, I think, just because, uh, of course, dude, you live the lifestyle. And this is where I think, um, you know, we could tie even in the, the fitness piece to this, right? Like, and you can go in, into as much depth as you want personally. Um, but I think it'd be, we'd be doing a disservice for everyone who ultimately listens. I mean, whether, whether you're in the Facebook group um, and you've come in to be a part of, you know, just the First From Outdoors community in the Facebook or you're, you're listening to this, you know, a week, week later, right? Like if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're, you're hearing it later, um, definitely jump into the first from outdoors, Facebook group. You're able to get in there. We do this, this live within the group and then it's uh, recorded and we put it out after, but, um, we do a disservice for everyone. I believe if we didn't give a little bit of a, your background because you weren't always the, the rocking, you know, fit dad that you are now. Um, and, you know, it's been cool, of course, getting to know you and a little bit more of your story as years have gone on. Um, give a little bit of your background, like what, where did your, like the fitness piece kind of come from? I know you said it's two things that you've fallen in love with, but you've had quite the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and as you mentioned, Jake, it, I was just the opposite of who I am today, to be honest with you. So, so it goes clear back to my younger days, um, mid mid teens, you know, 14, 15 years old is really when I started, started getting my, I guess what had happened really when I look back at it now is I fell out of sports. That was kind of the first mistake that I made as a kid. Once I fell out of sports, I lost that, that habitual, uh, active piece within my life. And I started hanging around friends uh, who I still to this day are friends with, but we just kind of went down a path where, um, I, I, I basically transferred those good habits of, of you know, practicing basketball, um, playing, playing football, playing the sport activities to, to uh, smoking, drinking, which obviously it, it put me in a place where I wasn't too interested in running or being active, right? <laughs> I wasn't in a place mentally or physically. Uh, you know, I had a hard time even running up and down a court while I was smoking cigarettes at a, in my teens. So. So that led me to just kind of giving up on myself, um, eating shit food all the time. And we all know what that leads to, right? I, I put on pounds like crazy. I really put on a lot of weight in middle school. So eighth grade is really the summer transitioning from seventh to eighth grade is where I put on majority of my weight. And that just kind of compounded uh, from that point forward, clear up to going to college. So uh, through college, it got worse. I drank a lot more Keystone Lights, <laughs> ate a lot more Little Caesar pizzas, and that uh, that weight just really p- kept compounding. Uh, at my heaviest, I was 235 pounds. Um, 
those of you who don't understand my frame size, that is uh, a lot of weight. So I'm five foot eight, uh, just to give you a comparison, uh, since getting into the fitness side of things and learning about the proper fuels for my body, and I've taken on this fitness journey, then, then I have gotten down to 155. So, so that exp gives you a little bit of a, of a, a, an image of how much weight I've lost. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was, yeah. you know, back, back in college, man, it was that, it was that moment where I just had that, that flip, that switch go off, right? Like I had enough of my own bullshit. It's like, dude, you cannot continue to do this. It's, it's not, if you want the things in life that you really want, that you dream about, you have to make a change. You're never going to be the person that gets that, that dream wife. You're never going to have that person with the dream family. You're never going to be the person that, that runs around with your kids. Um, if you continue this type of lifestyle. And I know Jake, we've, we've spoken about this previously, but it, it was like that switch went off when I was in the darkness and it was, and I finally decided to get my crap together. And it just started with going for walks, you know, just walking laps around the track um, and then shifting my nutrition piece. And yeah, really long story, but yeah, I made that huge transformation. And it's been life-changing. Um, and then the second trigger that went off in my life is, is when I found myself, I believe it was my 35th birthday. So not too long ago, really, it was 2020. Um, kind of found myself in a similar place, but not as bad. Um, but I, I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I listened to Andy's podcast, uh, 75 Hard. My wife had talked to me about doing 75 Hard prior, but it was something that didn't really interest me. I felt like I was doing most of everything within 75 Hard, except for the reading which I didn't have a problem with. I could, I could start reading, but the drinking was really the biggest thing for me. Cause it's like, I work my ass off in the gym. Um, I have a long, long week at work. I enjoy to have a beer when I get off work on, on Thursday evening and, and throughout the weekend. So it wasn't until again, I found myself hungover um, after a long birthday weekend gambling found myself hung over in the gym that following Monday and felt like complete shit, felt lethargic from hitting all the casino buffets. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you've got, you're going down the wrong path again, bro. Like at least I had that awareness. And, and while I was pumping iron, um, I was actually listening to Andy's podcast for the first time that 75 Harden. And I just told myself, dude, this is exactly what you need, especially with all the changes that COVID forced within my life. Um, it, it really just took my structure away from my job and I could tell again, this was, this was a, a path for disaster if I continued down that path. So, so anyways, I, I text the wife, I said, starting today, we are going to start 75 hard. We're going all in. And, and it was funny because just before I did that, I asked Siri, I said, Hey Siri, what day is it? 75 days from today. And her answer was September 1st. 2020 and that may not mean anything to you guys but that meant a whole lot to me because that is the archery elk opener in idaho so the opener is the 31st so i was like dude it's meant to be because i love to drink some beers around the campfire while elk archery hunting right and it's like if i can if i can finish 75 hard uh by the first of september i've won i can have my my uh reward drink and we're off for the races so Mm -hmm. So yeah, dude, yeah. seventy five hard has 
transformed my life completely. Not not more from a mental standpoint than a physical standpoint. It's mm-hmm. it's really just snowballed into who I've become today. Why why do you think seventy five hard? I mean, how? What about seventy five hard? Of course, like the mental side of things. But you know, you look at it; it's like a good handful of us have gone through and done seventy five hard. And I mean, we have the transformation <clears throat> challenge going on overall. You know. It, there's all these tools, these things we can go through and ultimately use, right? Like, out, like about 75 hard, what is that for you? What has led it to help you achieve, you know, of course, the, the physique, the body, the lifestyle that you, you now have? So number one value is just the confidence. It's built within me. And, mm-hmm. and what, how I built that confidence is throughout 75 hard, it's showed myself that I'm capable of more. So like going 75 days without drinking. And I don't, I don't say this to try to come off as I'm some big alcoholic, but to be honest with you guys, I had not gone 30 days without alcohol since the age of 14. So once I, I started kind of having, having some drinks with my buddies at the age of 13, 14 years old on the weekends, then I'd never went that long. So I, it was a limited belief within myself that I could do that. And, and I enjoy drinking. So, so yeah, that seven, going 75 days straight and realizing it wasn't that big of a deal and how much more value I could, what's, how much bigger of an impact I could make without drinking, that was a huge confidence builder within myself. And then from that point forward, it's like, dude, if you can do that, what else have you been playing small on? Yeah, yeah, 100%. If when it comes to diet and nutrition, I'm going to let everyone else kind of go in on a couple things here, but, uh, scenes around the topic, like, what do you feel like, what, is there any tools, resources, things that have helped you along the way, books you've read? Um, of course, I mean, 75 hard ties a lot of those things in there, but like anything that ultimately you would, uh, you would recommend to anyone and everyone who's ultimately listening across the board to help them on their journey. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, going back to 75 hard, really the nuts and bolts, what was it that 75 hard did for me? You know, what made it so impactful was the structure of 75 hard. And I think this is probably something we'll dive into here in a little bit, but anything I have been successful in has required some sort of structure where I I do something that aligns with achieving that goal daily, right? So when it comes to finances, for example, this is a huge thing too, is, is really where I seen a step change within my finances is I had, I, I got an app that I could track my income and my outcome. So my income and my expenses. So I could see where my gaps were, where I could identify that, right. To make changes. And that made a huge difference. And same thing goes with, with our fitness. And that's actually why I call my financial coaching business kingston financial fitness because there's so many similarities with with us aligning our health and nutrition with us making moves with our financial foundation so so within fitness it's the first format it does the exact same thing that i did when i was younger uh where i would use like mint.com the app where where i could i could budget it you know same thing with with first form the first form app, you can track your macros. You, you're tracking what you're putting in your body. Um, you're tracking the movement and the water that you're intaking. So you can see that balance because it's all about hitting those targets in order to hit your, your main objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, 
that it's funny you say mint and everything in there too because that's getting the finance like we'll get into that kind of piece here um because that's the same i mean I would, I would say the same thing as like what tools what resources are ultimately out there it's not having to be done just through pen and paper anymore like the mint app is a awesome awesome app to be able to go through and utilize um you know it's of course the first format when it comes to diet and nutrition throughout that piece it's funny 75 hard is so like in this <clears throat> i mean your guys' take on it um I mean, Dale, you've gone through it. You've changed your entire life throughout it. I've watched, John, I mean, Jonathan do it. Tom's going to do it. Like we got, yeah, AJ's gone through and done it. Like I've, I've watched this go through and play a huge role. And to your point, um, Clint, like it's all simple daily habits. We all struggle with them. Like that's, that's just a fact. Everyone, like it's so simple that that's what that's what's hard about it is it's like it can't be this simple but the hard part is just staying diligent in those small simple tasks every single day and doing it monotonously over and over and over and over again so i don't know does anyone else want to add to to any of that or clint you have anything else you want to add in there i was just going to mention you you asked me about books and one book i'd like to to throw out there that's really changed my life financially also um, is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So mm-hmm. that is my number one favorite book of all times. That that num- that one book has made me more money than any other book that I can that I can quantify, mm-hmm. anyways. But mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it, and it does exactly that, Jake. It it just kind of helps you wrap your mindset around money, um, mm-hmm. just as there's books out there that helps you wrap your mindset around health and nutrition. Yeah. So, hundred percent. Um, all right. So, well, let's dive in it. You guys, if you like, definitely, if you haven't followed Clint, it's been cool watching some of the comments and everything like that, you know, cause that's even like for new people coming into first form or, you know, people who've done like pro staff search anything like that. Like I know we've, we've gone through and referenced Clint, you know, in different conversations and people to go through and follow. And like, there's a good handful of you guys who are ultimately here, uh, who, who are here and not here that ultimately have been cornerstone individuals within the, the brand and the ecosystem itself who have led by example showcasing in different areas uh and it's cool to hear like there's there's individuals who've been following along in your story clint that i mean you're an inspiration to a lot of other people out there that you don't even know about right so and it's cool to be able to see that those like uh those relationships and those lives are being changed just through daily action overall so it's fucking cool and i'm just pr- proud of you for what you have done where we're at right now um, and continuing to, to move and go forward. Cause this is, I mean, it's the whole purpose of the first from outdoors ecosystem. It's like, dude, we're here to go through live a lifestyle allows us to experience more of the outdoors, with the friends, the family, everyone that we got, got around us. And physically like that, that takes a big piece to it. It's like, we gotta be physically healthy enough to go out and do the things we want to do. I have this mindset of like, Hey, no one's left at the trailhead or no one's left at the truck, right? You know, we've all had family members or grandparents, things like that, that have maybe had those conversations. And I know I don't want anyone in this group to, to be in that position. Um, same thing, though, with the, the financial piece of, you know, putting together dream hunts, right? You know, and, it, and it's funny, you know, I grew up with this, uh, this piece where, you know, having a family because I was very just fortunate and blessed to grow up in the, the family that I did to where we had the elk ranch in northern Wisconsin right grew up I guided elk hunts out in Idaho and like there's a lot of things that took place that 
I was fortunate to go do these things where a lot of my friends around me were like, man, that's my dream, right? That's my, my goal to go do that hunt. And it's like, I think about this and we, we've kind of talked about it before is like, it really like for me to go out and do an elk hunt is like, okay, cool. It's not necessarily even as expensive as most people would think it is to go find public land and go make these different things happen. But it's the fear of going to do those things. And then also like just, it, it really comes down to the planning process, but in the, the sense of like, okay, well from someone out West wanting to come out and do like a whitetail hunt, what does that look like? What is the logistics? What is the cost? Like, is this a waste of time? Um, so <laughs> I guess, I don't know how we, we want to do this. Maybe just start like everyone just goes through like, what is your dream hunt? Like what, one of them, I know we all have multiple, I don't know. AJ, what do you got? Well, I would just like to add my two cents because Jonathan and I made some immediate eye contact and we both knew what we were thinking. Make no mistake, folks. If you go on a hunt with Jake Arvold, he will leave you at the trailhead. That. <laughs> No, hold on. No, I'm going to correct on that. You won't leave me. But unless you are immediate family, a.k.a. (laughs) Dr. Don Arvold, he has no problem leaving you at the trailhead, and you just got to figure it out. This man, we're on an elk hunt, and this man turns around and goes, Hey, Jonathan, you still there? And Jonathan hollers from 30 feet behind and 50 to 100 feet down. Yeah, I'm here. And he says, all right, cool. And he keeps on trucking. So let's start there. Jay Arnold has hold, no problem Hold on. Hold on. All right. I'm going to back up even more. No, no, hold on, Jake. You don't okay. get to insert yourself there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all started with, hey, guys, we're going to be enjoying a nice dinner with Dr. Don. We're going to have an awesome evening. You know, we've been huffing it. We're going to just enjoy it. And then it turned from that to, he got a little stick up his butt. I don't know what happened. And he was like, hey, guys, we're leaving in 10 minutes. Get your packs ready. And it looked like a freaking yard sale because nobody had their packs ready because we were thinking we were staying with Dr. Don and getting to tell all these cool stories and enjoy a good dinner. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. That's So, that's kinda... <laughs> so with, with that being said... I've got two bucket lists. The first bucket list is Alaskan Grizz with a bow. And the second bucket list is uh, New Zealand or Mad- New Zealand or Madagascar. Uh, I think it's New Zealand. Uh, Red Stag. The, the, the elk that have basically the firecrackers off of the, off of the tops. So those are my two bucket lists. Both mm. with a bow. Yeah, it's good. Two good bucket list ones. Those are definitely definitely two that are on my list. That's for sure. But what else outside of going through and giving Jake shit? Like, let's just get right into it, and then we'll we'll dive into other stories later on. So we all had fun. All right, like it was a good time. We hey, had a make, blast. Make no Dale didn't have life insurance, and no I know he was thinking about he, like he turned off his health insurance as we're going out there, and I'm looking back I'm like. Halfway through the trip, I realized he doesn't have health insurance. I was like, well, that's probably why he's been so nervous on this side of this mountain here. Hey, make no mistake, we had a blast. <laughs> it was a great time. It was a good time. It was a good time. Dale, 
guys don't know why. Hold on, hold on. Let me add to this too. For those of you that don't know about this, Dale, Mister, it's a, it was a great time. The uh, first morning that he woke up, he had such an amazing evening, sleeping in the wide open and seeing the stars and everything. That he woke up with a dried tear. No a shit. Dried tear. I, I kid you <laughs> not. Because that was the longest I've ever gone without cell phone reception. So, and I'm in the mountains with a bunch of white people. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have health insurance. So, uh, oh, that is a horrible place to be. Hey, hey Dale, Dale said I've seen movies about <laughs> this. <laughs> Oh, anyone to bet? Do you have that little head thing? We need to bring that on next time on the on the, uh, I got the eye cover or no the headlamp, yeah, the bear yeah. headlamp. Yeah, yeah, I got. He went yeah. he went to bed with a little teddy bear headlamp because he was trying yeah. to scare off all the bears. It's your yeah. thunder buddy, your thunder buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right, who's uh, all right? AJ, you got yours. Dale, what what's uh, what do you got for bucket list items? I mean. Uh, that was my bucket list hunt right there. Like, well, we need a redemption. If I can continuously go, um, that would be ideal. But I would agree with AJ though. The uh, Alaskan grizzly with a bow, that'd be really intense. Um, so I would throw that and another elk hunt. To be completely honest. Well, we gotta we gotta do a redemption hunt. Yeah. There's definitely a redemption hunt. Yeah, definitely a redemption hunt, and not scale 2,000 foot in elevation on the last day. Um, if you can avoid that at all costs as well. Yeah. Don't worry about takes. reading maps on this elk hunt. It turned yeah. into a topographical chart reading lesson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's all about the adventure. You got stories for, for, for life. Yeah. Yeah. It's more efficient because, you know, about learning about coloring in between the lines. If the lines are touching, there ain't no coloring to have to do. Color, right? Yeah. So that's what Jake was like. Yeah, this is a great way to go, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Close contour lines make for easy work. Closest closest, uh, closest, distance between two points is just a straight line. Actually, hold on real quick. Hold on. I want to show because so uh, who was on that call? I think it was AJ, Jonathan. Um, I think everybody was on there, actually. The pitcher, Jake. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Right, he's, gra- he's grabbing. He's grabbing. So someone in the, uh, in the chat here on the Facebook said, um, so Rhett. Brett says uh, mountain lion with a lever gun. Ooh, mountain lion with a lever Ooh. gun. There you go. That'd hey, be a good one. Hell yeah. The way that, uh, with the way that Colorado's going with all of the mountain lion stuff and, and conservation and things like that, that'd be another good topic for another uh, oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've, got a, I've got a hell of a story for Rhett with mountain lions and archery hunting it wasn't intentional but i did end up smoking when i thought he was going to jump in my lap so i'll have to save that for another time but man yeah, we'll save, we'll save that one. you shot wait hold on you, wait, we're gonna back up here you shot a cat that wanted snuggles yeah, yeah dude. That, that's, that's it that's what you it, did no that's what i did dude Colorado. I'm offended. yeah <laughs> she was she was Trigger. literally she was literally, literally licking her lips before I put an arrow in her. So she had me worried. Yeah. Yeah. You got photos. What photos you got? I got some. Oh, oh yeah. he printed 
That's a sheer cliff. Dale, hold that up. Hold that up again. All right. Now, hold it higher. So, if you, for those of you watching, look at where Dale is standing. Those trees that look greenish in the background, those are probably 200 yards away. And it is straight down and straight up to get to those trees. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you guys sound disappointed. Dude, that's awesome. I'm so stoked that you printed that <laughs> off. And if, if anyone ever goes on that hillside, if anyone's ever stupid enough to go out the same way that we went, I mean, more efficient, according to Jake. Um, if you ever go up that way, you will you will get a yeah you will get a three hundred dollar thumb release that I ended up leaving up there because I said screw it because I found out it, it, it fell off somewhere it fell off somewhere and it is a very nice hey, stand on X click and it was listen gone. you held your composure well because I could tell you were <laughs> that you lost that release if you hold if you hold that uh, that photo up a little bit more you can probably see the steam coming off my head behind me. just the, the pure hell boy that was coming out. I was just a little, I was a little happy. <laughs> I definitely looked, I definitely looked back and I saw, saw <laughs> I won't even go to it. I was like, Jonathan hates, Jonathan hates my guts right now. Yeah. Tom, like, it, was right, here we go. Up, it was Tom, the icing on the cake because I got up last, right? Like, I'm not going to lie. You guys are definitely, y'all smoke me when I come to a cardio thing, but I'm also not very balanced. And so I'm always like the turtle when it comes to these things. I'm like, look, you tell me where we're going. Jake has a problem with not telling me where we're going. But if you if you tell me where we're going, you give me a point, I will make it there. I just won't be as fast as you. I'm cool with that. And I always carry the extra snacks. Everyone else gets happy because of that. Because when I make the camp, I got the good food. But anyway, uh, what what happened was I made it to the top of that little, you know, the climbing the trees. Yeah, what had happened was I made it to the top of where they were. They all looked back at me and they're like, they're like, you good? I'm like, yeah, freaking fantastic. <laughs> and, and then I realized, I reached into my vinyl harness and that's when I realized my release was gone, which I had another one in my backpack, right? But I was just like, ah. You just cherry on top of this little oh. cherry on, on top of it, you know, right there. Cherry on top is that Jonathan sucks. was carrying an Amish built cabin to the top of the mountain on his back. Have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you guys ever seen Hotel Transylvania? Hey, we were you know, redhead kid with the backpack. That's yeah. me. Whenever yeah. we go play. We were warm. That, that's, that's a story for a yes, different time Dale, in terms we of his Amish we cabin with the rollout little circular chimney thing. Pipe. Tom, yeah. What yeah. is we'll, your we'll save that. Hey, the thing is it, yeah. it calls elk in though as well. Apparently. It's an, it's an elk call as well. Yeah. So. Tom, what do you got for a hunt? Uh, I I want to do a bison tonight with the bow. Uh, I want to do an Arctic caribou hunt like the uh, migration. I think it'd be cool to see. And then just mm -hmm. standard elk. I've never gone gone out west, so that's something those are my top three. And I have a spot for every single one of them, so it's got to get done. He was just thinking, I would love to go on a hike, on a hunt with you guys, and he was like, screw that. I'm going to go with an outfitter at this point. <laughs> That's probably a smarter move. I, I'm a little worried, Jake, if you and I get together, because it sounds like we have a lot of similarities with, with how we like to hit the backcountry. 
I'm, go, I'm an explorer. Go where the people are. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's yeah. there's a lot of times I'll be cussing myself because, like, what in the hell were you thinking, Clint? Like, you should have stayed on the damn trail. <laughs> oh, my but, God. But we make it through, right? Go where go where the people are not. Yeah. That's it. Yep. So, um, Jonathan, how about you? Well. <laughs> we know you got your elk. Yeah. What do we got? Um. This guy, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I mean, I could do elk every single year. I mean, that that's just the thing. I, I don't really have a huge bucket list. I guess red stag. Um, people kind of pick on me for that because there's so many other cool animals like you know all dads and sheep and all that stuff. But um, I'd love to do red stag in Spain. Spain. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, um, for those of you guys that don't know out there, I'm fluent in Spanish. I love the Spanish culture. Uh, Spain is one of those European countries that I would really love to visit one day. And um, and everything that, uh, if you guys have not heard of him, uh, his name is Pedro Ampuero. You need to look him up on YouTube. His films are fantastic. But he is in Spain, and he's like, he loves he loves Red Stack. The way they roar, I mean, they, they interact with, with each other like elk do. They just have a different sound. Mm-hmm. And um, there's cool animals, so... Mm-hmm. That's what I'd love to do with a bow. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. Clint, how about you? Yeah, so my go-to is, and it sounds like Alaska has been a pretty popular boat, but I would love to go to Alaska and harvest a caribou with my bow. That's always been a dream for me. So, And I'm sure we'll get into it, dude, and it's something that I could easily do. I just need to know the first steps to take in order to make it happen. So that's number one, and then... Number two, uh, I met a guy here in the First Warm Outdoors Facebook group, and we've been chatting back and forth. He's been posting pictures about gator hunting, and that just looks badass to me, dude. I mean, we're so far away from gators. I think that would be a, a riot. So so South mm-hmm. Carolina, um, I've actually got a reminder in my phone to go off because Josh, he told me when those tags go on sale, and that is going to be my first step to, to some out-of-state hunts is is try to start putting in on a South Carolina gator hunt. That'd be pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the guy's name? I, I forgot his name, but the dude that we saw at, at um, ATA, the cut-off shirt, and he's, like, one of the one guys that, like, could pull off a cut-off shirt. And he's an he's a, he's a MMA fighter. Um, he wrestles gators for fun. He was talking with us in <laughs> South. Oh, bro, way better I'm looking trying than to, Dale. I'm trying to think who, <laughs> who you so you say he's gonna come, he looks he's good gonna come. at cutoff. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got like I a. Was, I wasn't. I wasn't ATA. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the, the white version of Dale. <laughs> the white redneck version of Dale. <laughs> <laughs> the white. <laughs> I'm trying to think who who you're. Uh, uh, it it's not Blue Line. Um, but do you remember we were walking in with Sal, and he stopped us. Oh, you're talking about him. Mike. Yes. You're talking about Mike. Yep, he's the Mike um, blue collar brawler. That's, yeah, so it is. Yeah, he does okay. gator, gator. Yeah, gator. I mean, he uh, does. This dude was talking about hopping yeah. in a freaking pond with like 600 gators, like it's nothing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude, you just grab them by the tail and we'll do catch and release if they're not big enough. Anything yeah. under nine feet, we don't take. I'm like, nine feet? Dude, I'm not even six feet tall. Like, freaking yeah. thing, man. I know. Crazy. No, I know. Mike, Mike's a great, Mike's a great dude too, man. Like, they they do a, um, awesome, awesome organi- organization. Uh, it was Outdoor Saviors Project. I think that's what 
they had going on. Um, they have going on. Awesome guy, phenomenal. I mean, we met him up at the um, oh the HHA USA event, and I mean, up there at the, the Vortex piece. It was a really, really just cool, cool people overall. And it's it's one of those things where it's like like attracts like. I know we were talking. Uh, we ran through. Uh, Sal was at ATA, came through, met him, introduced, and everything like that. And it's uh, he's like, yeah. He was talking to Sal. Sal, like, I feel like he almost had Sal convinced on like jumping in. I was like, I don't know if Sal's gonna go wrestle no Gator. So, <laughs> well, you know, you got to be right with God if you're cool with wrestling Gators as often as he does. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be great with your mates. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And I, yep. I just want to say real quick, people in the chat, I'm really sorry. I've been trying to keep up with it. It's just mm-hmm. not working. So, thanks for everyone that's in the chat. You guys yeah, it up. It's awesome. Boom. The uh, yeah, you guys too, and we'll we'll jump back. We'll scroll back through into the the chat piece, and I know it might be different. It it's kind of like delayed or lagged on my side, and I don't know if that's just because I'm hosting on it in the Facebook group and over here, uh, as well as having the the screen. But it usually it's having like a little bit of a lag time. So, um, but let's see. You went through. You want Gator Hunt, and then we have the Caribou. I love it. I love yeah. It. Yeah, well, I'm in Alaska, man. I definitely want to get some salmon and steelhead fishing in too. That's that's something I have a huge passion for here in Idaho. But I'd like to go and mm-hmm. hook some of those real fish that are closer to the ocean, a lot bigger. So, oh yeah, dude. I mean, with that being said, you know, tying everything into you know the financial piece and stuff like that, I was actually surprised slowly starting to look into Alaskan hunts and things like that, whether it be blacktail or grizzly or things like that. I was surprised a lot of outfitters offer like stay on a mm-hmm. boat, you fish on the down weather days and then you go hunt on the good weather days. I was surprised about that. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was a, <clears throat> a lot of them were doing like combo hunt mm-hmm. fish kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys want to go to go to Alaska? I know, I know someone who owns an island up there who's got whether we go go Alaskan fishing and then and hunt by the day kind of thing. So that's oh hell yeah, to talk about as well. I know Jonathan's going up. He's going on a fishing trip too. He's got some. He's already got one with a couple buddies and everything going. But I do know, yeah. There's um, uh, a guy I met, which is crazy and cool, just like through social media. Um, he literally he went through and helped. They bought an entire island up there in Alaska, and they're going through setting it up. They're still rebuilding and doing a bunch of stuff like that, but they're gonna have um, um, fishing and hunting and all that different stuff. That was the guy at NWTF, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, the <laughs> I'd have to say, kind of it's it's funny. I know hearing all your guys, like there's a lot of similarities when it comes into like dream hunts and everything and that. And honestly too, like, you know, we've talked about hunts, but dude, this could go straight into the fishing side of things, right? Like, um, and I was very, again, fortunate, like having grandparents who went, like I have family in Alaska and they'd always go down to Mexico. My grandma and grandpa would go to Mexico. They were fair weather individuals and was able to go down and do you know like dorado fishing and all that stuff when i was when i was younger and that was something i was able to do with my one grandpa right before he passed um he said i needed to come down and visit him as so as soon as he died i could he knew where to pick up the boat or where i knew to pick up the boat kind of thing um but the i think it's something this this applies to anyone who wants to do like a a dream fishing trip and all that different stuff too so 
I think, you know, for me, I know one of my, one of my goal hunts and everything is definitely go up and do a brown bear hunt. Um, whether that is, I mean, a Kodiak, um, or an actual brown bear, I'm not entirely sure exactly which one I want to be able to go do. In the beginning, it was always like, I want to go do a Kodiak hunt with dad and that, but I think that'd be a phenomenal, phenomenal trip as well. Um, another one that I personally, uh, I want to be able to go through and do, and I have these on my vision board. There's really two, uh, I have caribou, <clears throat> caribou hunt, and then I would love to do a river, um, moose hunt as well. So moose, caribou, and then brown bear, Kodiak. Um, dude, there's so many different things that are out there, but of course those are ones that are just like, they're definitely not cheap to go out and do those different things. Um, really thinking about like that, uh, the moose hunt, I wanted to do the river one with my dad, right? Like that's something I've wanted to do because we've always gone out elk hunting. So I want to go do that kind of stuff. I think it'd be a really badass one to do that. But I also think it'd be really, really badass to go in and uh, do a, oh, a, like a little biplane, a little super cub or whatnot and get way back up into literally the freaking middle of nowhere, Alaska, be dropped off back in there and just, all right, go to it. And you're out there for, you know, 12, 14 days and just only thing you got is what's dropped on the ground for the, the period of time that you're out there. So that's something that's when I think of like dream hunt is like, I want to go with some, some good people, uh, and go out on a hunt in that kind of way. Just like dropped off, no one's around and it's it to where it's like, you're not just walking back to the trailhead. You're waiting to be picked up. So well, that sounds like some, uh, naked, naked and afraid in Alaska. Let's, let's go team. Bro, oh, man. No. <laughs> fun story. I was actually emailed and asked if I'd like to audition for naked and afraid. <laughs> Just saying. I apply. Hey, we want to see. No, I'm not even joking, you guys. I put in for like back when The Rock did. Uh, what was that? What'd The Rock do? The big. Uh, I'm trying to think. He had put on some sort of a event or TV series. Like, like a The Rock had done. To... What's that? Wasn't it like a gladiator type thing? Yeah, yeah. So I had put in for that. That was before I moved down here. I can't remember what the name of the show was, but since I'd done that, anytime these new shows come out, like they ask me if I want to go through an audition or send a video in. I I laughed so hard when I saw the Naked and Afraid one come in. I went I looked at Tina, I said, They want me to audition for Naked and Afraid. Like, we got I got the same email, Jay. Did you really? Yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> first form outdoors team no naked and brave <laughs> bro first form uh, outdoors naked Dale you want to be on a team <laughs> alright All right. let's let's try to circle this back a little bit before we circle back I was just going to say real quick it, it wouldn't be that big of a stretch for Dale he walks around that naked most of the time anyway so. yeah, yeah. there you go Jonathan gets point of the night for sure Hundred <laughs> percent. Dale just posted a reel today, and this this dude has no shirt in sight. He didn't even wear a shirt to the gym. Zero <laughs> degrees outside, and he is half naked. Everyone's doing his ice baths. For some reason, he's already yeah. sweating before he even gets to the gym. Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's doing ice baths. He's like, I live cold. 
I'm yeah. icing my veins. Bringing right. it all full circle, right? We're talking yep. about bucket list hunts. We're talking mm-hmm. about red stag in New Zealand. We're talking about moose in uh, Alaska or, you know, up in the mm-hmm. Northeast or, or things like that. And I mean, those are, let, let's be honest, anywhere from 25000 to $30,000 hunts. However, some of the most fun I've ever had on an out-of-state hunt came from hunting Maryland Sika deer on the Blackwater National Forest at all in total license and fees, 145 bucks. So that being said, going from 145 to 25, 30,000, mm-hmm. Clint Kingston, welcome to the show. How do yeah. we afford this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's well going into this. So I appreciate it, AJ, because that's like going in like, OK, we have these huge hunts, right? Mm-hmm. These things that are out there. Well, it's like, OK, what would be the best way to start going through and like prepping and looking at like that? Like, what would you do to go through and start moving towards that? So from a financial aspect, I mean, like we talked earlier, it's to me it's all the same exact process, right? Whether it's our, our fitness, our nutrition, whether we're wanting to build relationships, it's taking our end goal and breaking it down. So to AJ's point, from a financial standpoint, let's just say, let's say there's a $12,000 dream hunt that we would love to, to pursue. Well, what would that take for us to save up $12,000 in order to do that? Now we all have differences in incomes and our expenses, right? But it's just like our, our health and nutrition. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a cal. There's two ways to do that, right? Either work out more or you eat less. You've either got to put, you've got to either stack on calories or you've either got to cut back on calories or you have to exert more energy to hit those specific goals. Unless you're wanting, unless you're like Tom and you want to gain weight, right? Then you're eating as much as you can and you're, and you're lifting heavy shit. (laughs) But uh, it's the same thing with finances. There's two ways to build your financial foundation. You either find a way to make more money or you cut expenses, right? And where I've been successful is finding ways to cut expenses and create systems of how to streamline my my financial expenditures to meet my goals. So uh, I'm still trying to figure out this make more money game like all of us, right? <laughs> that's If we can figure that out, then we don't even have to worry about our expenses. But but the, the thing that's in my direct control is how much money I spend and how I spend it. So just like with the fitness piece, where are your gaps? So we all have gaps. I don't care how good you are. We all have gaps. So how do you find that? Uh, the first place to start is to start tracking just like we do in the first format, start tracking our, our food intake, um, that aligns with our goals. So same thing with finances. Like I said, when I didn't have these habits in place, I used the mint app and that was a great way just to kind of instill those habits and put that structure in for me. Um, it, it broke it down where dude, it showed me like I will at the time of my life when I started using mint. I was spending like 500 bucks a month on McDonald's. Like it was stupid. Like I, you look back and it's like, dude, you're spending $200 on coffees. Just, just stopping at the gas station before work to get that stupid $2 cup of gas station coffee is costing you like $200 a month. 
It's like that that's something pretty simple that I can cut out of my habits that I can start putting elsewhere. So so that's yeah, that just that would be the easiest way to, to start off is identify where your gaps are. Yeah. The well to go to this and I mean you can just break this down. I appreciate that, Clint. Like the of course you already gave the book reference, right? Um Think and Grow Rich. And then of course the app, right? Um mint app. And I think to just go through and and um really echo what you were saying like i looked at this i mean dude i from central wisconsin you know like looking at trying to go and do these things i want to be able to go through and do and different hunts that are ultimately out there and even through my own like trying to achieve anything when it comes to the financial piece like dude when i got into the the min app and your your book was like think and grow rich a book that i i looked at that really made the big difference for me is like no one taught me financial, right? Like planning or financial uh, help in those different areas. Like I grew up on a farm to where it was like, you worked hard for your money and if you got your money, you're able to spend it on what you want to spend it on, right? There wasn't like a, a system or anything behind that piece. And um, the book that really did, played a huge role for me was um, Automatic Millionaire. Highly recommend that book. Uh, it's the one book that Sal, like everything really changed when I even moved here to St. Louis and came to First Form. Like Automatic Millionaire is the one financial book that Sal Fursell goes through and recommends to anyone new who works at headquarters. Um, it's what I gave my younger brother. It's what I gave my mom, my dad. Like, like I made sure that they had this book to just be able to go through and help set up for financial freedom overall because it, it talks about those little expenditures, right? It's the, the latte factor as they like to call it to where, how much are you spending every single day? It's like, well, how much did that, you know, that pack of cigarettes cost every day, right? How much was that coffee you bought at Starbucks, right? Like we go to Starbucks and spend $8 on a coffee and a freaking, you know, pumpkin or <clears throat> banana nut bread. Well, $8 over a year's period of time, if you're spending $8 there, that's, I mean, I just did quick math, it's $2,900 you spent in the year. Well, I know you can go to Colorado and hunt elk for $2,900. You'll buy the tag, you'll travel, like you got the gear and everything, you're yeah. good, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where it's like everyone looks at the financial piece, like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, well, if you're wanting to do something different, you're going to have to sacrifice something you're doing now. Yeah, yeah just to just to add on to that, Jake, and not I know we're kind of running out of time, so I won't do a deep dive yeah. on this, but really what what kind of framed my mindset at a young age is my dad sat me down in high school and i was talking about taking a loan out for a four-wheeler and and he told me because all my buddies were doing that right like they're buying these brand new five thousand dollar four-wheelers i was like what the hell man i i worked my ass off i worked all summer why can't i have one of those dad and he he sat me down and he said listen clint you absolutely can but this is what it's going to take this is what it's going to look like if that's what you want to do and write, write this down. This is another resource. This is investor.gov forward slash financial tools. And what that is, is it's just a, a calculator to show you if you take a loan out or even on your investing, it can work both ways, right? What compounding interest looks like. Anyways, he, he sat me down. He said, okay, hey, you want this four-wheeler for $5,000. Your, your monthly payments are 50 bucks a month. Yes, you can afford that. But by the time you pay that four-wheeler off, you've actually bought three of them. So you can either make the monthly payments 
and pay for three of them and only receive one, or you can you can be disciplined and save that money and pay cash and get what you actually pay for. And so that's a stupid four-wheeler, right? So then the next step, just to kind of really program it in my mind, he says, okay, let me show you what that looks like with a with a $100,000 home. Um, you know, this was back in the day when there was such a thing. And I think interest rates back then were, you know, five or 6%. Anyways, he, he showed me the same thing. He says, okay, when you go to buy your first home, and it's $100,000. Okay, you loan $100,000 at 5% interest at 30 years, then you've bought the bank three homes for the one home that you actually live in. So he said, the easiest way to build that financial foundation is to pay cash for things if if you can be disciplined. Now, I don't think there's a single one of us that can dump a hundred grand on our first house, right? So that's that's probably not realistic, but we can definitely have enough discipline with our finances to save up 20%, right? And by putting down 20% and play around with those calculators, I'm not kidding you. Like if you have a 30 year note at like six to 7% interest, you're paying for three homes, right? It within that three, that 30 year time frame. Um, so, so anyways, if you can put a 20% down payment on that place, you've just saved your, yourself in an incredible amount of money. Uh, and you don't have to pay PMI insurance, which is just a waste, right? And, and I tell you this just because we all have waste. So maybe it's not feasible for us to, to pay our house off, but it's certainly feasible for us to go through our subscriptions and say, how much, how much of these subscriptions do we actually benefit from? And going back to the $12,000 example, let's break that down. So say you want to go on a $12,000 dream hunt at the end of the year, break that down, right? What does that look like on a 90 day quarterly basis? So that's, Mm -hmm. that's $3,000 that we need to save this first quarter, right? What does that look like at a monthly basis? That's a thousand dollars. How are we going to make an additional thousand dollars that we can put in a savings account this month and break that down to a week? And even if you want to get really critical, break that down to a daily. What do you got to do today in order to save that 10 or 15, whatever that math is, um, to make that happen? So Mm -hmm. that's no, that's, I think is a good point. Cause I mean, even going through, I think, um, so I think it was Red or uh, someone had mentioned it in the the chat, just kind of like the way like the average individuals go through and save or don't, you know, it'd take them a lifetime to ultimately, you know, go on a $12,000 hunt. I think that's where really in this, this message going out there is like, well, yeah, it's going to take some effort, right? Like, and I just did, I was doing some quick math again, as you were going through and punching out numbers there, it's like, well, to, to reverse engineer that, if you save five bucks a day, right, over the next six years, like, and just even set it up now, like, and this is one of the things I love to do in my account, like, I have automatic payments that come out that go to an account I can't even see, right, and it's just there, I know it comes out, it's like, but it's, it's just that five dollars, like, as if I was going to go through and buy some junk to the grocery store, and just let it do its thing, yeah, right, and I, I'm, gr- I'm glad you brought that up, Jake, because once you identify what that number is to you in order to hit that target, that's exactly what you have to do, but in benefit for you, right? So mm-hmm. so come up with a way where that money's taken out and it's directed to a fund that you just don't see. 
And that's, Mm -hmm. that's helped me tremendously with hitting my financial targets. It's like, Hey, this is how much I can spare because I'm going to cut out these expenses. Now I'm going to do a direct transfer. Every two weeks I get paid. I do a direct transfer to this account and I don't even see it. I don't ever depend on that money. It just goes there. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the year, math is math, you know, two plus two is four. It's going to equate that amount. So, so once you identify those opportunities, you put a system in place to make it happen. Yeah. And that's what it comes you're down see, to. You're essentially taxing yourself. Exactly. Like, yeah. we, all, we all go through and like we, we pay taxes and we do all this other stuff across the board and everyone else gets our money. But it's like we don't go through and essentially tax ourselves in that sense and just never see it again. But we figure out how to go through and make life happen without it being there. So it's like, okay, what? Yeah, no. Yep, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know where did AJ say that he had to bounce out? Did he? Okay, loser. Loser. It's <laughs> all right. Um, cool. Well, guys, if you have have questions on this stuff, and you know, I'll I'll go back and look at the chat and everything when it comes into just like setting up dream hunts, or if you have dream hunts, drop them into the the chat overall, or you want different resources, you have questions. Um, if you're in the first form outdoors, Facebook group, drop that into the chat. Um, you know, of course we could probably go on and talk a lot more in a lot of different things and areas here. Um, but just being, you know, being conscious of everyone's time and coming up to the the hour mark here. Uh, I think we can even probably go, go in and do another episode like this in different areas or break different things down. There's a lot of other stories that we didn't even get into. I feel like we just kind of touch the the tip of the iceberg in different pieces but um it's a lot of really really good stuff i i I, my hope is that this entire group in the community in the first from outdoors facebook group um for you guys listening on the outside of the the, just in the the podcast world if you're not in the group we'd love to have you in there right become a part of the become part of the community it's free like we just want to see people do better be better uh, and have opportunities that they maybe didn't have before. Um, and just connect with other badass, cool, like-minded individuals too, who want to go out and, you know, have hunting trips a lifetime, fishing trips a lifetime, you know, maybe your thing isn't hunting or fishing, or maybe it's going on, you know, camping, or you want to buy that four wheeler, right. Or that side by side or that boat. Um, just being able to go share experiences with, with friends and family, I think it's one of the, the coolest pieces and knowing that there's ways to go about it. So free and stoked for it. Um, any of you guys have any questions for, for Clint at all or anything anyone wants to go through an ad? Clint, who's going to win the November knockdown or the, the outdoor games? You know the answer to that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. I'm, I'm going to give it all. That's all I know. <laughs> would, you, would you say, Jonathan? I said, is, is it Tom? Oh, hey, totally. Totally. <laughs> he, yeah. he's gonna be <laughs> i know i know he's serious competition but yeah i'm sorry tom i'm coming for you buddy i was never competition. i was a joke i think invited me there just to watch me suffer that's the only reason i was there <laughs> hey, there might be truth he knows. There had to be a comedic relief, right? Jake's <laughs> like, this is the one time I can get back at Tom, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> hey, I'm going to bring it up. Dale, Dale knows. We had one event last year where we had to drag a sled up and down this hill. Oddly enough, me and Dale 
our our slope was like this, and everyone else's was like this. Weird. Equal treatment. It's all right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I appreciate you all coming in. For those of you guys listening in the, the Facebook group, appreciate you being here. Uh, everyone who's listening, uh, listen in, definitely join the Facebook group. Appreciate you guys coming in, being a part of Boots Around the Fire podcast. Uh, definitely like, subscribe, uh, leave reviews. Uh, if you guys, and this is, you know, as we go through and build this entire piece out, it's just, it's connecting good people together. Uh, we want to be able to go through and, and look at having good people on. Clint, I appreciate you coming on and being being a part of the the conversation and in the, the podcast itself. Really, where, if people are wanting to connect with you outside of this, where where would they best find you? Yeah, Instagram is probably where I'm, I'm most active. So Clint Kingston 1 and Facebook, mm-hmm. Clint Kingston. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate awesome. you having me, Jake. Thank you. Always always a pleasure joining you badasses. Love it. Yeah, 100%, man. Well, you're part, part of that crew and team, that's for sure. So um, you guys, if you need anything, I know Clint, go through, help out, answer questions, or, you know, have a good conversation nonetheless. Um, you know, whether you want to go, go on the big, long, ex- more expensive hunts, or you're looking at just trying to find, you know, some information within this, in this community. It's like we got people all the way across the country. Whether you're out towards Idaho, Colorado, Utah, or you're going towards the East Coast, you know, like it doesn't matter anywhere, East, West, top, bottom, central, like there's someone in this group and community who ultimately most likely lives around an area where maybe you want to go hunt or has, you know, an understanding or resources to be able to connect you in. So uh, feel free to have ask those questions and have those kind of conversations, give some some insight. Who knows, you might go gator gator hunting. Um, and, uh, definitely appreciate the, the feedback, the comments, and, uh, really the, the shares, it helps spread the message and the mission overall. So love y'all. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. Mm